Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Welcome, everybody. I see you coming in. So thank you for being here. Um, this is not an essential oil class. <laughs> it's the Monday essential oil time but we are going to alternate those, um, those essential oil classes with some healthy eating, um, quite sure like what to name it, but healthy, healthy you, whatever that might look like for each individual person. So um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Haley and I'm super excited to be here and to start this class up and we'll just kind of see how it goes. I'm hoping that, um, a portion of today might be you giving me some feedback on what you would like to see go on in these calls. Some of the things I will be able to speak on from experience. I'm turning my speech off and I'm turning my phone off. Well, maybe. Um, so some of the things I will be able to speak actually, you know, from my own experiences, I ate raw vegan for several years. Um, I don't eat dairy. Um, if I do, it's very, very seldom. Um, I'm really working hard here at my house to start eating, you know, healthier and trying new things and that type of stuff. So some of the stuff I will definitely be able to share my own experiences. Some of the stuff maybe I won't be so familiar with, but I'm hoping that some of you on the call will be and you'd be willing to share that. So um, as we move forward in the weeks to come, we'll cover more specific topics like um, how to get more greens into your diet. Um, what different, you know, whether it's making, putting it in, in juicing or smoothies or getting them in soups or actually using powdered greens or whatever that might look like, <clears throat> you know, we'll probably do something on smoothies. We might even go through individual meals, like some healthy, um, ideas for actual breakfast and for main things for snacks. So as we move forward, you know, we'll just, we'll talk about different topics. If there's a specific topic that you'd like to see, um, talked about at the end. I want you guys to, to share that with me. So if you're interested in, um, you know, like I said, vegan or paleo or sprouting, I love sprouting. Um, for some of you may not even know what that is. So that might be one of the calls that we do. And like I said, maybe juicing, um, what is juicing? What's the best juicer to get dehydrating your foods? Um, you know, we'll, we'll cover a variety of topics, but I don't want it to be just what I think you guys might want to hear. I'd rather it be what what you give me feedback on what you want to hear. So the main thing is, is I was thinking like, what could be like a quote or a statement or something to share with you for the day. And I think what I want everyone to know is it really doesn't matter like where you're starting on this journey, as long as you keep moving forward, we all are going to be starting at different places and we're all looking at eating better um, and living a healthier lifestyle for different reasons. Some of us, it might be just, uh, it might be weight loss. Some of us, it might be to helpfully increase our energy levels throughout the day. Um, what we eat can certainly affect our focus. Um, your gut health plays a big role in a lot of things besides just your gut. Um, inflammation in the body can cause as a culprit and make, you know, be the underlying cause for a lot of diseases. So there's many, many different reasons why we are all on this journey and whatever it is for you, um, you need to give yourself some grace and 
just start where you're at. It's not about comparing yourself or your journey with other people. And that's the most important thing that I really wanted to say to you guys today. And so today I'm actually just going to share some things that I have found helpful that maybe you will find helpful. It will be more general today with some of the ideas and some of these, a lot of these you may already know about, maybe you won't. So um, if you have questions after we go each thing, or you have a question or a suggestion, as long as it doesn't get too sort of crazy so that we don't get all the way through, um, we can definitely do that. So I would ask that we do that by raising your hand. Um, Belinda, can you tell how to, I should know, and I think I do, but just in case, can you share how people would raise their hand? Belinda is our hostess with the mostest today. Okay, so um, if you're on a PC, if you want to raise your hand, it's going to be Alt-Y. Uh, if you're on a Mac, it's going to be Option-Y. If you're on your smartphone, you're going to want to find the button of the far right bottom and more button. You're going to double tap that and swipe to the raise hand option. And if you are on a landline phone, you're going to, you're going to press star nine to raise your hand. All right. Thank you. All right, you guys. So some of this, um, here's where like the lines are going to be kind of blurry. So Brian and I, some of you may have joined Brian and I for our meal prep class that we did last Thursday. Some of what we talk about today is maybe a little um, kind of re repeating some of that stuff. And then if you're on the oil classes, sometimes I'm not going to necessarily talk specific oils. That's more for the oil classes, but some of the stuff may be um, stuff that you've heard before in some of those classes. And the first thing that I think is important when we're starting on this journey is um, making a meal plan and a shopping list, right? So when when we go to the store hungry, it's setting ourselves up <laughs> for a disaster. We know the things we like. Um, we're going to gravitate towards those things, whether they're healthy or not. We're just hungry. And um, there's a lot of benefits to meal prepping and making that grocery list. It's going to save you money. It's going to save you time. I mean, have you ever been in the middle of a recipe and you realize you didn't have one of the ingredients? I mean, not only is it difficult for us as blind people to just pop to the store, right? I mean, most of us, it's going to um, either mean a, a pretty long walk or, um, you know, hoping that there'll be somewhere customer service to help us when we get there or a, a bus ride, or it's just not as easy for us. I mean, often, so often I would say to my husband, um, Hey, I'm in the middle of this recipe. I just forgot. Can you just run up to the store? And it was easy for him, but it's not so easy for us. So, um, you know, if you're making that shopping list and only going to the store once a week or once every other week, it's definitely going to cut back um, on, you know, it's going to save you time so that you have that to focus on things that you actually enjoy. And um, meal planning is going to mean that you're going to save money because you're not buying stuff that ends up getting wasted. So there's a, a lot of, of reasons why the meal prep and the um, the shopping list and the meal planning is important. I do so much better when I know what I'm, what's coming for my next meal versus just sort of, like I said, getting to that point of hungry and just grabbing whatever is there. So like I said, we're going to go through these pretty quick, um, just to, for a general overview, and then we'll cover more details um, for some of them in weeks to come. So the first thing, like I said, the first thing to help you with your, this health journey is the meal prepping, the meal planning, and the grocery, the shopping list. 
Um, the next thing, <laughs> which I still struggle with, is to say no to the sugary drinks. Um, I drink a lot of water, but the average American drinks 45 gallons of soda each year. That's according to the um, Beverage Marketing Association. That's a, that's a lot, 45 gallons, holy moly. Um, I love carbonation. And if that's what draws you to soda, um, then, you know, you, you have other options. Like I love Perrier water now and I either will squeeze like a lime into the Perrier water. Um, I do put essential oils into mine. Um, you can, you know, drop a strawberry or something down in there. You can even get the Perrier waters that are already flavored. So if it's the carbonation that draws you to, um, a sugary soda, maybe trying a Perrier water or the, um, like I know Costco sells the flavored waters that are also carbonated. So just looking for different um, options. Um, all the sugar in our sodas or drinks that we're drinking, you know, it contributes to obesity, um, type two diabetes. It can cause liver damage, premature aging. I mean, all the sugar that we eat in our diets, I was shocked to um, like look at some labels on cereal boxes and different things and actually see how much sugar, um, goes into them. So what are some ways that we can, what are some things we can choose as alternatives to those sugary drinks? Um, like I said, certainly the carbonated options that don't have the sugar added or that they use a natural sugar like stevia or something like that. Um, water ways that we can, um, flavor our plain waters is we can infuse them with fruits and herbs. In the summertime, I like to use maybe a slice of cucumber um, with a mint leaf or something like that in my water, or just slice up an orange or slice up a lemon. Um, essential oils, like I said, I know our friend Monica that all of you know, or most of you know, she talks about um, a flavoring, a liquid flavoring that she puts in her drink. Monica, if you're on here, I can't remember the name of it. So feel free to raise your hand. Um, but just, you know, it's just taking in, um, you know, your water when you're drinking your cup of coffee or taking water when you're drinking your cup of tea, that's really not enough water for your body to function at its optimal level. And we, we like I said, we can go into that more. Um, we, we talk about it a lot. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week at the essential oil class. We talked a little bit about it on Melanie's call that she does on Saturday mornings. So if you're on any of these calls that are focused on health and wellness, drinking enough water and suggestions of how to do that is going to be something that you hear um, over and over again. It's also going to help you stay full. So you're not going to be, you know, hungry and grabbing. I always say to, to my kids when they say, mom, I'm hungry. And they just ate, you know, half an hour ago. I'm like, well, have a glass of water and let it, you know, let it register with your brain. And if you're still hungry after you've had that glass of water, then we can talk about having something else and what that will be. But sometimes just, it's not really that we're hungry. It's that we're thirsty. So try that next time you think you're, you're hungry. And um, Monica does have her hand raised. Yes. Monica, remind me. I know you just told me like Saturday and I can't That's remember okay. what it's called. Um, I use something called STIR. It's it's spelled S-T-U-R, I believe. Or is it S-T-U-R? Okay. Yeah, S-T-U-R. And, it, okay. and they have um, 
comes in like a little plastic bottle and it has different flings you can get. I like the strawberry watermelon. There's like a pineapple coconut and it just has, I believe it has, it's sweetened with stevia. So okay. I just take like a 25 ounce bottle, say, and I'll squeeze it twice really fast. So not too much. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm so glad you're here because I, I could not remember. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. And the other thing is I've started putting in my water. Um, my daughter drinks Zip Fizz in her waters um, because it has electrolytes in it and she's a gymnast. And the doctor suggested that it might help with the migraines that she gets. So we started buying her Zip Fizz, which comes in like a little tube and you just, you know, put it into your water. And I have avoided those in the past because I thought they were probably loaded with sugar, but I looked and they're not too bad. I mean, they're not loaded with sugar and they actually taste really good. And if I have a headache, you know, I'm now, you know, I'll drink a thermos with one of those in it, but I don't, I, what I do is I fill up my 24 ounce thermos of water. I put in the whole thing of the zip fizz. And when I've drank about half of it, then I fill it up the rest of the way with water. Cause they, they're kind of strong for me. I just need a little bit of flavoring in my water if I'm going to do that. So that's another um, option as well. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, keep healthy foods like ready at your fingertips and ready for the grabbing. If you're in my house, it's hard because I live with three other people, two of which are teenagers. And so to say, like, I know a lot of people say, well, if you don't bring unhealthy food into your house, it won't be there for you to eat. But I mean, I want my kids to be able to be kids. Now they're not going to like have a candy bar for breakfast, but I mean, I want them to enjoy a donut from time to time if they want it and those types of things. So, I mean, there, there is unhealthy food in my house, but if you have healthy food in your house ready for, you know, the grabbing when you're hungry, um, you know, you're more likely to, to, you know, grab that and have something healthy. So for example, um, on sitting here right next to me on my computer desk, I have a big fruit bowl and my has bananas hanging from it. And it always has either tangerines or pears or apples or something <sighs> in it. So um, if there's something in my, um, you know, close by that I can grab when I am hungry, then um, if it's out where I can, you know, either visually see it or I know that it's there, I'm more likely to grab something that's good for me. Um, the other suggestion that I would have is if you're a person that likes like dried fruits and nuts, maybe um, a, a mason jar or a jar that sits on your counter. And I usually, for me, I usually do about a fourth of a cup as a portion. And that's a, um, you know, a good way to get um, more nuts and seeds into your, into your body, which have a lot of health benefits, but it's a nice, quick, easy, um, easy snack as well as the fact that if you store things in individual portion sizes, then, um, cause it's not just a matter of having healthy food around, right? Even healthy food, we can eat too much of. So um, I like to portion things into individual portion sizes. And we talked about this a little bit on the call with Brian. We all have different skill levels. We all have um, different taste buds and things that we like. And so I don't want any of these calls to come across as complicated or something that's not attainable or sustainable for people. I want you to find what works for you from the information that I share. And so 
when I bring my groceries home from the store or I get my vegetables delivered every other week, um, I, when my, when I open up that box and it's got my carrots in there, I cut the ends off. I peel the carrots and I chop them, you know, I cut them into slices or sticks or whatever I want. And I put them in the refrigerator in individuals, um, serving sizes. So when I'm hungry, I can grab like maybe a, a little container of hummus and I can grab that bag of already ready to go carrot sticks and I'm good to go. If you're not a person that has the skills that you feel comfortable with, you know, chopping and cutting and peeling and all of that stuff, that doesn't give you an excuse to not eat good <laughs> because you can buy, um, gosh, that I hadn't planned on being harsh with that, but um, that's where I'm going. And it's because I, because I care, um, you know, you can buy baby carrots in the produce section that are already, you know, it's just a matter of opening up that bag and putting the six or eight carrots into smaller bags. So you have your portions ready to go. Um, you know, crackers, if you're a person that loves chips and crackers and oh boy, do I love chips and crackers. Um, that's more my weakness than the cakes and sugary things. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't have those things, but certainly, you know, I would say look for healthier options. And if you're totally adamant that, nope, I love Doritos, they're my favorite chips, then at least portion them out into smaller containers. Because you know, let's be honest, if you sit down with that bag of Doritos, even if you've decided when you sit down, I'm only going to eat 12. As long as that bag is sitting next to you, you ain't stopping at 12. <laughs> so just packaging them into individual containers and um, baggies or whatever. And I love, if you're a chip and cracker person, I really love Ritz crispers. Um, there's, you know, in the cracker aisle, there's lots of like healthier varieties and you get a decent amount of, of them. So we'll talk in future calls about um, some snack alternatives and um, different ways to portion them out so that you're um, not overeating. Same thing with like fruit, you know, when you get home from the store, if you bring home fruit, um, you know, getting some little containers and just cutting them up and having your fruit ready to go. You know, even if it's just like yesterday morning, for example, I made a quinoa berry bowl and it's the first time that I tried quinoa for breakfast. I like quinoa, which is a grain for those of you that don't know. And, um, but I always thought of it as being savory. I didn't think that I would like it in the breakfast bowl. And I did it for the first time yesterday and I had, I topped it with a cup of fruit. And so from this point on, and I, and I meal prepped it. So I have a couple in my fridge now ready to go, but you know, I could have just as easily put those cup, just made the quinoa separate and just made, you know, little containers up with a cup of fruit. And I just sort of grab and go. So um, again, like we talked a little bit, or we talked a lot on the call with Brian about the importance of meal prepping. Meal prepping is setting a time aside each week to um, dedicate that time to getting some meals ready for the week. So whether that's making a big batch of something in your crock pot on Sunday, and then divvying it up into individual meals that you eat exactly the way you cooked it, or whether it's taking chicken breasts that you cooked and now you've shredded and changing them up to be different meals throughout the week. So whether you take that chicken, that shredded chicken breast and use it in a tortilla for a burrito or use it on your salad or add some barbecue sauce and use it, you know, as a pulled pork or pulled chicken or whatever, you know, sandwich. 
So um, meal prepping is a great way to stay on track with our, our goals. And so, for example, for me, um, I didn't do it yesterday because I was enjoying hanging out with my brother. So I'll probably do it later today. I usually take a butternut squash and cube it up or buy it already cubed because it's not easy. And I roast that and that goes in my fridge. And I always make sure I have beans. Sometimes they're canned because that's what easy, what's easy. And sometimes I will do them in my crock pot, a big batch of beans of some kind. Um, I cooked rice in my rice cooker this morning. So I had that for the week. And just that alone, I mean, if you, and if you bought like a rotisserie chicken, for example, let's say you could take um, a little bit of that rice in the bottom of your bowl, top it with some of the, you know, butternut squash and the beans, throw on some chicken and some salsa, and you've got a pretty, you know, a pretty healthy, well-rounded meal. If you threw some greens in, it would even be better. But um, so just what, what works for you, whether it's making it from scratch or whether it's buying things that are already um, cooked for you and easy and ready to go. If your goal is just, if you know that you'll be overwhelmed by the idea of making it from scratch and you just won't stick with it, it's more important that you do it <laughs> then just give up altogether. So if, if doing it means cans of black beans that you rinse and drain, if it's that or nothing at all, then certainly, you know, go with the cans and what's going to make you stick to your goals. Um, all right. Let's see. Go for nuts and seeds. Well, I, being raw vegan for several years, I ate a lot of nuts and seeds. And we'll talk about in future calls um, how we can take nuts and make non-dairy cheeses and how we can take nuts and make our own almond milks and, or um, cashew milks and things like that. We'll definitely talk about that. And can anyone tell me, I'm going to do something kind of, I didn't plan this, but I'm going to do it. Um, don't raise your hand yet. Are all the hands down, Belinda? There's no hands raised, right? Are you guys still there? Yes, we're here. Okay. Are there's no hands raised, right? There's no hands raised at the moment. Okay. So don't, so just put your finger by the button if you want to answer this question. And I hadn't planned on this, but I'm going to do it. So if whoever it is that can tell me first, what nut is recommended to help with, which nut is best for helping with um, lowering cholesterol? If you can tell me that answer, I'm going to send you a free bottle of lemon essential oil to put in your water. I hadn't planned that, but whoever gets their hands raised first, <laughs> if you know the answer. Okay. Uh, Connie has her hand raised. Oh, we have yes. four people with their hands raised. <laughs> yeah, Connie. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to, I'm going to guess almonds. <gasps> no, it's not almonds. I was excited. I'm like, yes, I'm sending Connie some lemon. <laughs> Almonds. Oh, I'm sorry. It was just a guess. That's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, though. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Restoria. Yes, Restoria. Brazil nut. <gasps> no, it's not Brazil nuts. It's not Brazil nuts. It is walnut. It is walnuts. Yeah, it is walnuts. <laughs> so I'll send you a lemon. Thanks for being here. <laughs> We'll do this from time to time. That was sort of spur of the moment. I hadn't planned that, but, um, and I won't necessarily do it every time, but I just felt like it. And that's what I do. I'm that kind of gal. So, okay, Restoria, I got your address. I'll be sending you a lemon in the mail. 
So um, nuts are full of um, protein, healthy fats, vitamins. So if you're, obviously some of, some people are allergic to nuts um, and I'm so sorry about that, but um, a lot of us aren't. And so if we can find ways to incorporate um, things like chia seeds and flax seeds um, and nuts that you would think of like almonds and walnuts and pecans and that type of thing. Um, they're great for calcium and magnesium. And so some of the ways you might incorporate some of those things into your diet, complicated ways, right? Like I said, like making your own nut milks and, and cheeses, we'll get to that. But, you know, just sprinkling some um, hemp seeds or some um, flax seeds over your oatmeal, if you're a person that likes oatmeal. Um, I always put flax seeds in my smoothies. I make an overnight oatmeal for breakfast a lot of times, and I always put chia seeds in there. I also put some kind of um, other nut, like a pecan, because I love texture in my food. And um, so there's lots of really easy things that you can do. I mean, even on a salad, sprinkling on some hemp seed on a green salad, a salad that you may have already bought at the store pre-made to make things easy for yourself. Um, or if you're a person that likes um, salads that have fruit and nuts in them, like maybe a spinach salad with strawberries and some walnuts, um, there's, you know, that's another way to incorporate some nuts and seeds into your, into your, um, your day. But just eating them raw too. Like I said, I love just grabbing a handful of, sometimes if I'm peckish, um, I will grab a handful of nuts to eat instead of um, the handful of chips because it's really about the crunch for me um, and the texture. Um, okay. You have a hand raised. Yeah. Um, Nigel. Hey, Nigel. Yes. Hi, Haley. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. It's always best to soak the nuts overnight. Before consuming them, soak them overnight. And of course, since that makes them a little soggy, you wanna dehydrate them before uh, eating them to make them crunchy. The soaking, the soaking is for the purpose of reawakening the growth enzymes in them so that they think that they're actually alive and they, they're in growth mode. And it just really, uh, unseals some of the uh the nutrients in the nuts yeah. makes them yeah and helpful. it definitely it definitely if you're a person that has eaten you know nuts and finds that it it doesn't agree with your stomach which i don't it probably isn't many of us you know what nigel's saying is correct it does make them more digestible too like um you know they break down easier i always if i'm just going to grab a handful of nuts i don't because honestly like sometimes i'm just hungry i want a nut now so I'm going to grab a handful of nuts and I'm not going to, I, that's a better option for me than saying, oh, well, you know, I'll soak them and I'll have that for my snack tomorrow. And while they're soaking, I'll have a candy bar. <laughs> but if I make, if I'm making like my smoothies or making my nut milk or, um, you know, like when you sprout, you soak your seeds too. And like Nigel saying, it really, it really does have some additional health benefits to do that. So thanks for sharing that, Nigel. We'll probably talk more about nuts and seeds and grains and different things moving forward. Um, and we, maybe we can go into that a little bit more. Sounds great. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. Eating more fish. Um, I know there's people out there that don't like fish again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I love fish. It's one of the reasons I love living in the Pacific Northwest because we have lots of fish and lots of salmon. Um, so 
it's recommended by the, um, the Heart Association that you eat at least two servings of fish a week. And that's pretty minimal, um, especially those that are high in omega-3s, like salmon, mackerel. I don't know about mackerel. I think even sardines like do. Um, I'm more of like a salmon tilapia kind of gal. Um, it helps to improve like your brain function, um, heart health. It has been shown to reduce things like dementia and diabetes, reduce the chances of getting these things, not just take them away if you already have them, but reduce the chances of those developing later on. And um, I do have some recipes, like I have some nut recipes here on the document that I'm sort of going through. And I also have a couple um, ideas for getting more fish into your diet. This week I made a um, tilapia with like a lemon caper sauce that was really, really good. And again, that's one of those things that you could meal prep. If you made four tilapia fillets, um, you know, and you'd already made your rice for the week, you could certainly just put those into individual containers. And then on the night that you're eating that, that tilapia and that rice, you could always throw in a bag of steamer broccoli or steam your own broccoli, whatever, wherever you're at on that journey. And, and so that's a well-rounded, easy, done, healthy, filling, um, meal. So we'll talk about um, fish and when we when we do a class on sort of main dishes and some healthy um, options for main dishes, we'll go into fish more. Like I said, today is much more about like just some suggestions. Um, let's see. Um, <coughs> may, many of you may have heard this before. Um, unfortunately, the grocery stores aren't what they used to be as far as the the you know, the arrows on the floor and the aisles changing and the, all that stuff, like everything's sort of upside down, inside out right now. But for the most part, you're, the perimeter of your grocery store is going to be where you're going to find your healthier foods. So if you think about the grocery store that you shop at, um, usually when you walk in, you know, either go to the left or to the right around the outside is where you're going to have your fruits and your vegetables. Um, you know, sometimes they have like where you can buy nuts in bulk, even in that section. And then as you sort of continue around is where you'll find your lean meats, um, you'll find your, your eggs and your dairy. And, um, you know, breads aren't bad necessarily because mine are actually sort of around that perimeter. But, um, but we want to choose like carbs and breads that are good for us. So typically shopping the perimeter or the outside of the grocery store is where you're going to find a lot of your healthier options. Um, all right. How about eating on a smaller plate? Have any of you tried that? <laughs> Our brains have a way of like playing tricks on us. If we eat on a big plate, it, it tricks our brains into thinking that like we haven't eaten enough. If we serve our food up and there's like all this space on the plate that's not filled, um, it has a way of tricking our brains into thinking like we haven't eaten enough. So we put more on our plate. <laughs> Um, but eating on a smaller plate, um, you'll probably, if you try this this week, let me know. Um, you'll be surprised that, you know, when you're done with that plate, you're pretty full. And, and Brian talked about this on Thursday, that if he eats on that plate and he, he's, you know, mm, I'm not quite sure, am I full? Am I not full? He won't just automatically go put some more on that plate. He'll wait a while. It takes like 20 minutes or so for our brain, for the, you know, the brain to get that message that we've eaten <clears throat> and we're full. And so 
just taking that break if you finish that small plate and um, letting it sort of that message get through to your brain, letting your food digest. And then ask yourself, am I really hungry? Or is it just that what I made was so good that I want more? Um, so, and also when I was reading, um, you know, we may do this, this for different reasons, but I also was reading that, um, contrast, greater contrast of your plate to your food may have an influence on how much you eat. So if you're a person that still has some vision, like when I, when I still had some vision left, I liked contrast between my food and my plate, just because then I could see where my food was on my plate. But um, research shows that it actually has an impact on how much we eat. So the bigger contrast between your plate and your food, the less you'll eat. So if you're going to have, say, um, okay, you're going to, this isn't the healthiest thing, but it's just what came to my mind. So if you're going to have like chicken Alfredo with, so that's your pasta with a white sauce, putting that or eating that on a darker plate, a black plate or Navy plate, um, may result in you actually eating less versus you putting that same meal onto a white plate. Maybe because you can, you know, see that, how much you actually have. I don't know what, what the reasoning was behind the research, but I thought that was kind of interesting to read that. So if you're a person that still does have enough vision that you can um, see that, um, maybe something to consider. I don't know. Like I said, if you try it, let me know. But I definitely know that the smaller plate does help. We, we all of us in this country, well, around the world, probably, we all eat way more than we really actually need to. Most people should stop when you know, they're, they're satisfied, not when their food is, is gone and there's nothing left on their plate. And that's what we have a tendency to do. I know I was always told as a child, like you have to eat everything. You're not getting down from the table until you've eaten and you're not getting dessert unless you eat all of your food. <laughs> so that's a hard habit to break or to get out of. If that's something that was sort of required of you as a child to finish your plate. Um, but really when you're full, it's okay. We're adults now. We don't have mom and dad telling us um, what we can and can't eat. And um, I'm really conscious of that when I'm, um, you know, cooking dinner for my kids too. Like I always tell them to start with a little bit and they can always add more, but start with a little bit and see if you're full. <coughs> um, eating nutritious foods that kind of goes without saying, I hope, I hope that's why you're here because you're here and you want to learn about nutritious food options and ways to get them into your body. Um, not all food and not all calories are created equal. Um, like a one ounce bag of potato chip is like 150 calories or more. Um, there's so much you could eat in fruits and vegetables to equal that 150 calories and you'd be much fuller and you wouldn't have the guilt that you felt for eating the chips and it would have many more nutritional values, much more nutritional value than the potato chips that you just ate that are now gonna sit in your belly, make you feel lethargic, add to the inflammation that's in your gut. Um, 150 calories you know, can look very different when we're talking about healthy food. It can be a much bigger portion. And um, like I said, we'll talk about some healthier options for like chips and crackers in, in future calls. <clears throat> um, so another interesting thing that I found, and if you guys have any input on this, I'd be interested in hearing, because I'm certainly not here today saying that I have some fancy degree in food and nutrition. Um, if, if you're on here, great, get in touch with me. Um, I'm just here because I care about you. 
I'm working on my own health and fitness goals. And I, it's often more fun when you're doing it with other people and when there's people holding you accountable and knowing that I'm going to be doing these calls with you certainly um, <clears throat> puts me in a different mindset when I go to grab for something, right? Because I feel like I need, I, you know, I need to practice what I'm preaching. And so um, I, it's, I think it's a lot more fun to have that accountability. And so, um, like I said, by no means do I have any fancy degree. This is just sharing my, what I know, what I've tried and my experiences with you guys. And my brother and I were talking about this, um, because he eats rice a lot. And, and I, I've always fussed with him about, does he, is he eating, um, brown rice or some sort of whole wheat, you know, rice, and he likes white rice. So I looked it up to do a little comparison and here's what I found. So this is, I think, I think when it comes to rice, it's a, a, a it's more of a personal preference. So I looked at one cup. That was the, that was the amount that I looked at, which actually when I'm eating rice or any kind of carbs, um, I usually eat about half a cup of carbs. That's a good, um, in order for me to meet my calorie intake or whatever I'm counting. Um, so I looked at one cup though of rice. So brown rice I started with has 3.5 grams of fiber. Um, quinoa has 5.2 grams of fiber. So the quinoa is definitely even a better option, even over the, the brown rice. And white rice um, was not even measurable in like... <laughs> in grams, I did milligrams, 400 milligrams of fiber. So, and, and when it comes to fiber, um, you know, the white rice isn't your best option, but in looking at the calories, each of them were about 220 calories for a cup, whether it was the quinoa, whether it was the white rice, whether it was the brown rice, the calorie was, um, was all about the same. Um, so then I looked at protein because some people are, I, I've heard a couple of people ask me, well, how do um, vegans get their protein if they're not eating meat and fish and stuff like that? And, and I'm not eating that way right now, but like I said, I did. So when we look at like protein, um, the brown rice has 4.5 grams of protein. The quinoa has 8.1 grams of protein. So I ate a lot of quinoa and I still do. And for white rice, um, four grams of protein. So there really wasn't that much difference between the white rice and the brown rice. I mean, the quinoa was higher in everything and all of those calories, like I said, it was about the same. Um, but in the fiber and protein, there wasn't a whole lot of difference. I know that someone's like sitting in their chair squirming right now, wanting to throw their phone at me and saying, but I've always been told to eat whole wheat stuff. Oh, so I, <laughs> this is just my opinion. And I'm just sharing with you um, my thoughts on that. But, you know, def <laughs> right? I mean, everyone, we're all told all the time, eat your whole, you know, eat whole wheat, eat. And a lot of times when something is like, it can say whole wheat, like bread, for example, it can say whole wheat on the packaging, but there's not like a whole lot of I mean, you can buy Wonder Bread or whatever that's like says whole wheat bread, and there's really not a whole lot of fiber and stuff in there. It's just they've added some colorants and different things. So if you're able, reading the labels is important. And we can talk about reading labels, and I can actually share with you specific um, brands of things that I have found that are better than others. Um, Haley, you have then, a brand, Yes. 
Um, Lynn? Hey, Lynn. Hey, can you hear me, Haley? Yes, I can. Okay, uh, one of the things about quinoa is that it has 15 grams of protein. A lot of people don't know that. So yeah, that's another so benefit good. of uh, yeah. quinoa. The other thing that I do because I'm um, dairy-free, but I'm also gluten-free, is um, I will use buckwheat flour in meat in mm. turkey in turkey loaf instead of you know whatever you know wheat germ whatever I used to use. So nice. buckwheat, I, I use buckwheat flour, mushrooms, and you know okay. maybe, maybe an egg, and you know put it to turkey, make a turkey loaf turkey loaf out of that so that's all right yeah when we get to like that whole like gluten-free <clears throat> you know i've never had to go gluten-free i just choose a lot of alternative flours because i like the nutritional value of them better so when we get to that that class where we talk about that i may be reaching out to you and maybe you could share you know some recipes that we could add to the the document for that day sure so thank you yeah i love like i said i'm on here i will sh i did write down the quinoa berry bowl that i um made yesterday because I was so surprised by how much I liked it and how delicious it was that I added that into the under eat more nuts, seeds, and grains sort of section. So thanks, Lynn. I appreciate that. You've got about uh, three or four more hands raised. You want to take any of those okay. right now? Yeah, let's take them. Okay. Uh, Kara, you can unmute. Hi, Haley. It's Carrie Hi. from St. Louis, Missouri. I'd like to know, where do you get that uh, zip fizz that you were talking about? Oh, zip fizz. I get mine at Costco, but Costco sells it in like a box of, I don't know, like 20 or something. So let me do some, let me do some looking around unless there's someone else on here that knows. I mean, I'm sure you could, you know, if you shop Amazon, I'm sure that you'd be able to get it that way, mm -hmm. but let me do some like looking around and see if like, um, you know, we all have different grocery stores around, but I don't know if like Walmart, that's pretty generic and all over the country. I don't know if Walmart sells yeah, it. Yeah, we have or, Walmart. Yeah, we have Walmart yeah, groceries. So let, me, yeah. let me let me do some looking and see if I can find like what um smaller, right? Because shopping in bulk is great um because it does save money if you're gonna eat it. I mean if it ends up getting thrown away, not so much. But um and because we all use a zip fizz, it it's not a problem for us to get it. But I realize not everyone has a Costco either. So let me look and I'll get back to you on a future call and let you know if I found it somewhere else. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Monica, you may unmute. Hello. Hello. So um, you were talking about the whole rice thing. Um, yes. So. Enlighten me, friend. No, no, I don't, don't really have to enlighten you. I just, <laughs> it's just interesting about the approaches because my, my natural path says um, that it's okay for us to eat rice, but it has to be like a small amount and you can't have it every day. And we eat yeah. white rice, so it's just yeah. interesting the different approaches. That's all I. That was my yeah, comment. Yeah, no, and I <laughs> and I. That's what I hope that you guys will take from these calls, Monica. So I'm glad you said that because, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, my my brother's lost 70 pounds since March, and he's eating white rice. But with anything, whether it's considered healthy or or not, it's really about the portions, right? So. You can you can eat brown rice and eat two cups of brown rice. You're getting way more calories and way more carbs than if you would just have eaten that half a cup of the white rice that we've all heard is not as good for us. It's about portions. And and I have I right now in my rice cooker because I cooked it a little bit ago is white rice, not brown, not quinoa. It's it's portions is what is more important, I think. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, you got about three more hands raised and about 13 minutes to the top of the hour. Uh, okay, we can take we can take one more. And then I just want to, there's just okay. a couple more things I want to make sure I share and then we'll we'll get the rest of the questions. So hang okay. tight, guys. Candace, you can unmute. Ely, you were mentioning quinoa. Um, the first time I ever tried it was from a prepared food section in a grocery store. And it was a quinoa um, avocado chipotle salad. Mm, yes. It was really good. That sounds good. Yeah. What I would say about quinoa, if you're wanting to try it, so quinoa is like tiny, tiny, tiny. I mean, it's smaller mm -hmm. than a grain of rice. It's like itty bitty. But if you're wanting to try it, um, I would say without doubt, every time, make sure you rinse it before you cook it because it has um, an earthy, my husband came in yesterday when I was cooking it and he's like, what is that smell? It smells like dirt. Um, it has a very earthy um it has a bitterness to it if you don't rinse it first. And I, and I, I suggest rinsing any of your grains because it takes off some of that starch that, um, you know, we just don't need. So, but quinoa definitely, definitely rinse it before you use it just in like a metal, um, colander, sieve, whatever you want to call it, strainer, just go ahead and run, um, you know, cold water over it for a little bit and then add it to your pot to cook it. And I actually cooked mine yesterday in almond milk because I was having it for breakfast, but it's also really good cooked in like a vegetable broth or a chicken broth or, but again, it will be better if you don't rinse it first. So thanks Candice. All right. Well, I'm going to just cover this real quick and then I'll get to the rest of you. Cause this is really about you and for you. And, and I'm sure you guys have fabulous suggestions. So um, adding more pro probiotic foods into our diet that's things like um, <clears throat> like Greek yogurt, apple cider vinegar, soft cheeses, um, kefir, sauerkraut, things that are fermented. And it just really helps with keeping the gut bacteria um, in our bodies healthy. And we'll, we'll talk some more about um, probiotics and prebiotics, what the difference is between them and different ways to incorporate them into our bodies. And again, um, the last thing I really want to say is, is the portioning. So my mom, um, here, I, I'm an open book, so you're going to know my family and me when this is all said and done. But my mom um, does Weight Watchers, and chips and crackers are her thing, too. And um, thank you, Mom, for, for just for teaching me this growing up. <laughs> so she, she bought from Walmart um, a set of plastic stacking drawers. And so when she gets home from the store, she, um, she takes her box of Ritz crispers or whatever it is that she, um, almond, I can't think what they're called now. There's some um, almond thins or there's some different kind of, um, like Marigon crackers. Um, she takes those healthier crackers that, that we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we can also, you know, overeat those, like I said, and just because they're healthy, we're still, we, we really don't need to overindulge just because they're healthy. She takes little Ziploc bags and she portions them out into her 20 crackers or whatever she's allowed for one serving. And on the front of these drawers, she has put like on the top drawer, she has the number one and on the second drawer, she has the number two and so on and so forth. And because she's doing Weight Watchers and she's counting points, she will put all of the snacks that are one point into that drawer and all of the snacks that she's individually packaged up that are two points into that drawer. So as she's going through her day, rather than having to stop and, and figure out the points, 
um, and figure out the portion size and all that stuff. If she knows at the end of the day or in the afternoon that she's hungry and she still has 10 points left, she can then choose, okay, well, dinner is going to be seven points and I only have 10. So what do I want for a snack now? Do I want, you know, a bag of the one point? and save the two points for later, you know, she can then make that decision, but just being able to go into those drawers where the points have already been figured out for her um, has been really helpful. So, and I, I think with any of this, it's taking baby steps, right? There's a lot of information out there about nutrition and health and diet and recipes and, and you know where you're at on this journey. And if you try to take too big of a jump it, you're going to more than likely get overwhelmed and not be as successful. And that's not the case with everyone. Some people are great at jumping in with both feet and following through. That's not me. I can get overwhelmed. So start with baby steps, you know, maybe add in one glass of water, um, you know, say, Hey, this week I'm going to, I've only been drinking a little bit of water this week. I'm going to try to drink four glasses of water, if that's a stretch for you and do that for a week and don't change anything else. Just change that for this week. And then next week, when you're feeling more confident with that, that drinking that water, then add in either an additional glass of water or today I'm going to eat, you know, two servings of fruit or, and you know, I'm going to do that for the next week. So stacking those, those things and adding things on each week, rather than just waking up tomorrow and saying, okay, I'm gonna, gonna eat a healthy breakfast. I'm going to eat a healthy lunch. I'm going to have a healthy dinner. Like that's just not, it's, it's not realistic to go from like zero to 60 and then be shocked when you um, find yourself feeling overwhelmed and back to square one, feeling like you failed, right. Becomes this horrible loop. Um, of negativity and all the self, you know, all the talk in your head that tells you, here I go again, I failed. So don't set yourself up for failure to start with. Just incorporate little things a little bit at a time. And what I, we talked a little bit, um, the concept of habit stacking. So if you, if say ultimately your goal is I drink way too much coffee, I'm going to cut back on my coffee. If that's your goal ultimately, um, and I'm not knocking coffee, I like coffee. Um, but you know that you need to drink more water, sitting your glass of water next to your coffee machine so that um, when you go in to make your coffee, which you don't even have to think about because it's a habit that you've developed over time, you don't even have to think about it. When you go to get your coffee in the morning, your glass of water is already sitting there or a glass that you will be reminded of to fill up and drink that water while your coffee's brewing, your Keurig's, you know, doing its thing, whatever. And already you have one glass of water out of the way. And because you're stacking it with a habit that you already have in place, um, that you don't have to think about adding this on won't be as overwhelming. So that's just um, one thing we can do. And in, in Melanie's call on Saturday mornings, it's Saturday at, oh, help me out because we changed the time, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are going through the book called Atomic Habits. It is on Bard because thanks to my friend Tyson, I was able to download this onto my Victor reader. <laughs> so I'm going to be reading it. Um, and so that's a good book. And they do talk about um, how to sort of gradually get rid of bad habits and how to incorporate new habits. So that's a book that maybe some of you might be interested in reading along with some of the classes that we'll be doing together.
So anyway, I know that was very kind of quick and very sort of general, um, but those are just some tips that I have found that work for me. So we'll get more specific in weeks to come, but I'd love to hear from you guys whatever questions you have or what things you'd like to see us cover with the few minutes that we have left. Okay, we've got a couple hands raised and there's about five minutes left. Okay. Uh, let's see. Nigel, you may unmute. Am I unmuted or? Yep, can I be you are. We can hear you. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Um, the thing that we need to be aware of where rice is concerned, and Haley, pl please correct me if I'm mistaken, but white rice has actually been processed. It's brown rice that has been processed to where the germ has been stripped from it. So there's no such thing as rice, white rice that grows that way. It's right. been processed. That's true. So that's true. It is missing a lot of the nutrients that we find in brown rice. Yeah. Also, yeah. And like I said, I just looked at a few of the things like the fiber and the calorie and stuff like that. I didn't yes. like go deep into like where the rice is grown and, and how it's processed. And I mean, processed food for any of us is not, um, it's, it's not good in any way, shape or form. Right. It's hard to avoid it these days because so many things are, are processed. So, but that's true. So, yeah, like I said, I'm just sharing like what, you know, sometimes it's just my own experiences. Sometimes it's, I've had, I've had to look something up just like most of us do right. um, to see what I can find out there. And one, one little topic, like you say, like even rice, I mean, that could be a whole call. <laughs> so, yes. um, you know, we'll, we'll delve deeper. And um, like I said, I need to hear from you guys what you would like that to be so that I come feeling prepared. And then there'll be people on here like Nigel who or, you know, Lynn or whoever that have more experience than, than me in certain areas that I'm glad they're here to come on and share. So thanks, Nigel. Sure. The, the other thing, if I may, about wheat, if we have a second, is that um, due to invalid uh, crop rotation, uh, the nutritive value of wheat has diminished over generations so that the wheat that grandma used to eat and prepare and mix in her dough is not as nutritious and actually um, is more glutinous than it than it was then. Um, right. I mean, even any, any, our, our nutrients in our soil in this country over yes. the years is so, has been so depleted. So, the good you know, news, in general, yeah, good, <laughs> in general. The, the, the good news though, is that if we sprout our wheats, you were talking mm -hmm. about sprouting. If we sprout yeah. wheat beans, right, uh, a lot of that gluten is broken down. So even those who are um, allergic to, uh, you know, to gluten yeah. can still have wheat as long as it's sprouted. And that, that maybe you that, could do a call on like the truth about gluten or stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Like Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, there, there are store-bought brands that are available in right. the grocery store. That are already sprouted. Of, of bread, yes. You've got uh, yeah. Ezekiel comes yes. to mind. Yes, I love Ezekiel yes. bread. Yes, yes. For sure. Okay. Hey, Nigel, I appreciate Sorry. it. And I, and I hope that you'll come back when we talk about those more specific things. Certainly. Um, and I want to make sure that if there's anyone else, they get sure, sure, um, sure. a chance to speak to. But thank I you. Know. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We've got about two minutes left. we got uh, Connie next. Yes, Miss Connie. Okay. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. So I have a quick question and a couple of resources to share. Yes. So my quick question is, what are some examples of healthy bread and healthy cereal? Okay. So I, um, 
I just bought, um, oh my gosh, the name is like slipping in my mind. I might have to yell to my brother in the other room and ask him what the cereal was that we were eating. Um, yeah, Ezekiel bread is really good. Um, I, you know, any bread that says that it's a sprouted bread is going to be really good. Um, I make a bread, which I could, I haven't, I haven't added it to this document, but it's using all seeds and nuts. Um, and it does use coconut flour, which is really good. So I will share some of those recipes as far as cereals go. Um, so sometimes when I'm in a pinch, I will drink a premier protein shake, which comes in like a little cardboardy, like waxy carton, which most stores sell. Premier also sells um, cereal and it's got a lot of protein in it. It's got um, very little sugars, very little carbs. Um, Let me, I might have to, I might have to um, put in the document and look up the other cereal that I eat. And like I said, I, I eat oats, I eat quinoa um, and the quinoa can be eaten cold as a cereal. So this morning when I had that leftover from yesterday, I didn't warm mine up. I just added a little bit of almond milk to what I already made yesterday and um, granolas too, but you have to be careful because depending on the granolas, a lot of times it's sugar. that's tons of sugar. Mm-hmm. So you can certainly, um, you know. Okay. And then I have a couple of resources. Yes. Um, you can get a big jar of mixed nuts from Costco. And mm-hmm. if you want to cut back on sodium, you can get unsalted nuts. Nice. And, and there's a resource that I might try. It's called HelloFresh mm, because you, mm-hmm. you know I hate to cook. <laughs> so it's not that I don't have the skill to cut things up. No, it's not everyone's thing. I just don't sure. enjoy it. I have the skill, yeah. I, but I don't enjoy it. Right. So I'm thinking about trying HelloFresh and they send mm-hmm. you these meal kits yeah. with things right. that are already it's got cut, everything you cut need. Up. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Thank you. There's yeah. I usually, sharing. in in general, I usually buy my, um, I, I buy all of my nuts raw. Um, it doesn't have any salt added. If I, you know, want to add some seasoning in, I can, I can always take like some raw almonds, which you can get, you know, in, in bulk, um, like Winco, you know, you can get them in the, where you dish them out yourself at Costco, they come in a big bag. Um, but I buy my almonds raw and then, um, you know, I can always roast them in the oven myself and add some seasonings. And then that way I'm controlling the amount of salt or seasonings that go onto them. So we will, we will cover that. I'll give you some recipes for some yummy nut um, recipes as we move forward. Ezekiel has a cereal. Ezekiel has a cereal too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I can't think of the one that I was eating for a while because I switched over to the premiere. Um, So I will try to remember next time. Connie, remind me, Um, you know, the biggest thing, like I said, is sugars and cereals are so, so high. So that's the biggest thing to look out for. So thank you. Okay, we are at uh, past the top of the hour. Okay. All right. If you didn't get a chance to ask your question, or if you have some suggestions on things that you'd like to see us cover, or if you want any of the information um, and some of the recipes that I included from today's call, um, you can reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com and I'll get those to you. And, um, and we'll do this every other week. We'll alternate it again with the essential oils class. So next week will be essential oils, which we'll also be talking about getting greens and fiber and protein and stuff into your diet and how to use the essential oils to make recipes taste yummier. 
So that's what we'll do next week. And then we'll be back in two weeks um, with another topic on this call. So I'm so grateful that you guys were here. Um, go get yourself a glass of water right now, right? Start making that a habit. Hey, I get off the call, I get some water. So let's start, you know, developing new habits. And I look forward to you guys coming back in a couple of weeks and spending some more time with me. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Belinda. And thank you, Tyson. My pleasure. Thank so you, Haley. Have a, great, have a great day, everyone. Thank you. I'm going to have